Yeah, to set up again, 12 powerful European soccer clubs have agreed to join a new, let's call it a Super League, to rival the UEFA Champions League. Apparently, they've signed a 23-year deal worth billions of dollars. It's not a threat, they're saying, or a tactic. It is happening. And there's a huge backlash, whether it be politicians, sponsors, current players, past players, other clubs and European leagues, but mostly the fans um, who for generations have loved their clubs religiously. Have a listen here to current Liverpool player James Milner. I don't know. I think it's the same as everyone. There's a lot of questions. You know, I can only say my personal opinion. I don't, I don't like it, and you know, hopefully it doesn't happen. I think the players obviously have no say. So obviously the welcome we got to, to, to the ground tonight was felt a bit unjust, obviously, because we we have we're here to play football and, and and no control of it. Yeah. Now thanks to Powers, our pal is Daniel Garb on the crisis with the world game. Garby, um, more developments overnight. Could you just get mm. us up to speed? Yeah, so I guess the development's moving on from you know what was established yesterday, this breakaway Super League, which has obviously been met with uh, massive condemnation around the world, and justifiably so, but especially in Europe and, and fans of these clubs, including here in Australia, who are enormous supporters. Uh, the developments overnight is that UEFA came down hard. I mean, they issued statements saying players will not be allowed to take part in World Cups and Euros and play for their countries if they are part of this league, even though it's not by choice. It's their clubs that are pushing them into it, saying they will not be allowed to take part. And the UEFA chairman said that on camera yesterday. And he said that this is a a spit in the face of not only football, but society by these greedy owners. The UEFA has come out swinging on this, and uh, they are showing no signs of backing down, but neither are the owners. At this stage. So it's basically civil war, Rowie, and it's a, a case of who's going to blink, blink first at mm. this stage. You know, who moves first on this? And if it remains the way it is, it's going to be incredibly ugly for the game moving forward. I don't think it will materialise ultimately. I think there is too much backlash and condemnation that I do think perhaps a couple of clubs may say this is not the way forward because it has just been rejected enormously. You've got supporters protesting outside of Anfield and Old Trafford and and the Emirates and uh, and White Hart Lane because they just can't stomach what's happening to the clubs they love so much. And, and it's their clubs that are supposed to be benefiting financially from it, but they don't like the concept of closing off competition to the rest of the world. I want to know what their incentive is, the clubs. What's driven this? Who's behind it? Don't they rate FIFA or the Champions League? It's got to be more than dollars, Garvey. It's not. It's money. It is money, money, money. It is greed and greed hand over fist time and time again. Now, they come out saying this will save football. The the finances will trickle down to uh, other other elements of the game. What a lot of nonsense. So in essence, if they're saying that, in essence, what they're saying is we're basically going to pay off the smaller clubs and the smaller leagues to protect our own patch so that they can never Mm. challenge us and so Mm. so that we will always be the elite. And they can never get close. That's basically what they're saying. Yet Florentino Perez, the uh, chairman of Real Madrid, coming out today saying that you know, the clubs have been hit hugely in a financial sense because of COVID and the pandemic and that the Champions League isn't working and that uh, people aren't interested in some of the games. That may be true. Uh, and he's saying that this will save the world of football. This is a guy who has spent billions and billions on Galactico players over the years to the point where they had to be bailed out by the Spanish government. It's a club that has a separate TV rights deal in La Liga with Barcelona, saying that they are going to save the game financially now? Do me a favour. What a Mm. load of nonsense. If they really want to save the game, they could invest in the lower leagues if they want. 
or take a haircut for a couple of years like everyone else is doing as a result of COVID and mm. not pay your players and your coaches absurd wages. But mm. no, this is the, the solution for them to go into a Super League that shuts off the rest of, of the clubs and closes off competition so no one else can ever challenge them. What a load of nonsense. Yeah, well, JP Morgan are financing the league to a tune of £3 billion. Ed Woodward is the chief executive of Man United. He used to work for JP Morgan, so they're way <laughs> down the path. Are any clubs getting wobbly, Garby? Are, any, are Liverpool getting wobbly? <laughs> they should be. I hope they are. I really hope oh. they are. As a Liverpool fan, I'm disappointed that my club is involved, and I dare say it's the same fan of every other club, to be honest. Um, there were some reports I saw this morning just coming out of the UK the clubs weren't named, but a couple of people were, were reporting that, yes, some English clubs are starting to get a little bit nervy mm. about this, and perhaps they've misread the room. How can you misread it that badly? Oh, I don't know, seriously. but perhaps they have, and, and maybe they're starting to backtrack. Hopefully that's the case, but nothing concrete on that yet. Daniel Garb, you're a star. When you're a pal of the show, thanks to Powerford Airport Liquor Store, we're going to fill up your fridge, so what's your pleasure, <laughs> son? What is your pleasure, Garby? Oh, I don't mind a bottle of Shiraz or so, done, so uh, that'd be nice. Thank you. Wipe your black guts your way. Thanks for that. Daniel Garb <laughs> from you. the World Game. Yeah. It is frightening, this. Now, now, how are Liverpool fans feeling is a big question on the back of that. Here's former Liverpool player Dietmar Haman. If you look at the, the history of Liverpool, it's a, it's a working man's club. And if you, if you know the people of Liverpool, you know, the people pride themselves on, on sticking together. You know, this is what not only the football club, but also the city prides itself on. And signing up for the Super League is against everything, pretty much, what Liverpool Football Club stands for. And if uh, this is what, what Liverpool wants to be, if this is where they want to go, you may as well tear the, the, the Shankly statue down uh, outside the, the football ground behind the cop because Liverpool Football Club always stood for helping each other, sticking together, being there for the people. Well said. This game is the world game. It's for the fans, not billionaires. Joining me is a local Liverpool fan. His name's Matthew Selby. Matthew, it looks like you'll be walking alone, buddy. Oh, not just me, all the fans. Yeah, distancing from the club, unfortunately. It's a disaster. The whole thing is just rubbish. How are you feeling? Devastated, to be honest. I mean, it's... I know in Australian sport you don't have this relegation and promotion, but it's the way that we're used to it. You have to earn your right to win something, and now they've got an almost closed shop, which is just disgusting, to be honest. Yeah, the Liverpool Footy Club and some people, it's their life. Um, what can you do as a fan, Matthew? What can you and your Adelaide living Liverpool fans do? Well, we can't do much. I mean, we no. can show our, I mean, online we can sort of show dissatisfaction, we can stop buying merchandise and everything, but the club have made a decision at the moment. I mean, I think there'll be negotiations and I think there'll be some sort of backtracking, but damage is done. It shows what the club all they're after at the moment is the money. Mm. They're not, they don't care about what we feel. But, but you're not going to leave them, are you? When they play again, whether it is in this Super League, you'll support them. You, 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 do you feel you yeah. can drop them? No, I mean, if you support yeah. a club, you support a club. I mean, and the club, the, the owners, they own it at the moment, but will probably be fans longer than they're around. But it's a decision that does hurt. So, I mean, yeah. it's... But I can also say that, I haven't said that, if other clubs are doing it, if they'd said, no, we would have been left behind, that doesn't make it right. 
No, it doesn't. Fenway Sports Group is the owners of your club, and they own your stadium, Anfield Stadium. The owners of Liverpool during COVID laid off all the non-playing staff, and after a backlash of the supporters like you, Matthew, they reinstated them. So fight the good fight, mate. Oh, we will, and we've done it before. I mean, the bigger one, actually, was when they put the ticket prices up, and we had a big backlash, and then they did back down, and the tickets didn't go up. The fan power is around. But yeah, this is a, a big decision. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what we can do. Mm. But the fight's not over. Okay, Matthew. Thanks for your time. No problem. Thanks. So Matthew Selby there, a local Liverpool fan. He speaks on behalf of all fans, I think, for all twelve clubs in that league. So if sponsors are going to drop off, mm-hmm. if past players are dropping off, and greats that are bagging your club, current players, current coaches, and fans, number one. The fans are dropping off. How can this possibly go ahead? And Adelaide has a huge Liverpool fan base. They meet often at the Arkabar and watch all the games on the big screen there. So they're unhappy. Imagine what it would be like in the city of Liverpool. It's pretty hard to tell 12 billionaires to go and get stuffed. Mm, We'll see. Will people power work? The manager of uh, Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, was asked about it because they played Leeds this morning. It was described as Leeds versus Greeds. The Leeds side had T-shirts on saying, Champions League, you've got to earn that right. You just don't get given to you, as the Super League would suggest. Here is Jurgen Klopp speaking after the match. No, I just don't think it's right because they they put in our our dressing room and I I know everybody knows what what is the idea behind. I don't think we deserve that, to be honest. A lot of people are now talking about Liverpool. This football club is a fantastic football club with millions and millions of supporters they may might not like the, the the things what came up now but in this specific moment we cannot blame the team for that because i take the criticism for everything i take it for we, we if we don't play well if i feel responsible for these kind of things and and the players do the same but with this we have nothing to do to be honest yeah well old gordon gecko the big gecko head said greed is good no it ain't no, it ain't. If you want to talk about that, the line's available, eight double two three double O double O. And we thank Garby when you, after that special drop, trust your pals to have it. Parafield Airport Liquor is the home of the hardest to find wines, beers and spirits. Yep, life's better with pals. So nice little Shiraz on its way yeah, to Daniel Garby. Okay, Garby. We'll take a break. 4.30 news headlines coming up with Michaela. Sam Landsberger from the Herald Sun next. The Pies. A $20,000 less in the pockets oh. because two blokes picked up their phones.